Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall never, neither, faint nor fall. In number 58. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, 
and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is His Tender Relationship to His Spiritual Creation, a quote from Mary Baker Eddy. And the readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible, John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld this, his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Galatians. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we... When we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then heir of God through Christ. How be it then, when we knew not God, he did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Second Thessalonians. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, 
whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. 1 John, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. I will now read from Science and Health, Key to Scriptures, and Miscellaneous Writings, and other prose works. So I'm Mary Baker Eddy. <clears throat> Science and Health. Father Mother is the name for deity, which indicates his tender relationship to his spiritual creation. As the Apostle expressed in words which he quoted with approbation from a classic poet, for we are also his offspring. Miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Eddy, page 184. The science of being gives back the lost likeness and power of God as the seal of man's adoption. Oh, for that light and love ineffable, which casteth out all fear, all sin, sickness, and death, that seeketh not her own, but another's good, that saith, Abba, Father, and is born of God. John came baptizing with water. He employed a type of physical cleanliness to foreshadow metaphysical purity. Even mortal mind purged of the animal and human and submerged in the humane and divine giving back the lost sense of man's unity with and reflecting his maker. None but the pure in heart shall see God, shall be able to discern fully and demonstrate fairly the divine principle of Christian science. The will of God or power of spirit is made manifest as truth and through righteousness, not as or through matter, and it strips matter of all claims, abilities, or disabilities, pains, or pleasures. Self-renunciation of all that constitute a so-called material man 
an acknowledgement and achievement of his spiritual identity as the child of God, is science that opens the very floodgates of heaven, whence good flows into every avenue of being, cleansing mortals of all uncleanness, destroying all suffering, and demonstrating the true image and likeness. There is no other way under heaven whereby we can be saved, and man be clothed might, majesty, and immortality. As many as received him, as accept the truth of being, quote, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, end quote. The spiritualization of our sense of man opens the gates of paradise that the so-called material senses would close and reveals man infinitely blessed, upright, pure, and free, having no need of statistics by which to learn his origin and age or to measure his manhood or to know how much of a man he ever has been. For, quote, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, end quote. And from Retrospection, Introspection by Mary Baker Reddy, page 91, the parable of the prodigal son is rightly called the pearl of parables, and our master's greatest utterance may well be called the diamond sermon. No pure and more exalted teaching ever fell upon human ears than those contained in what is commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Though this name has been given it by compilers and translators of the Bible, and not by the Master himself or by the Scripture authors, indeed, this title really indicates more the Master's mood than the material locality. Where did Jesus deliver this great lesson? or rather the series of great lessons on humanity and divinity, on a hillside near the sloping shores of the Lake of Galilee, where he spake primarily to his immediate disciples. In this simplicity and with such fidelity, we see Jesus ministering to the spiritual needs of all who place themselves under his care, always leading them into the divine order under the sway of his own perfect understanding. His power over others was spiritual, not corporeal. To the students he had chosen, his immortal teachings was the bread of life. When he was with them, a fishing boat became a sanctuary, and the solitude of people with holy messages from the All-Father. The grove became his classroom, and nature's haunts were the Messiah's university. What has this hillside priest, this seaside teacher, done for the human race? Ask, rather, what he has not done. His holy humility, unworldliness, and self-abandonment wrought infinite results. The method of his religions was not 
too simple to be sublime, nor was his power so exalted as to be unavailable for the needs of suffering mortals, whose wounds he healed by truth and love. To energize wholesome spiritual warfare, to rebuke vainglory, to offset boastful emptiness, to crown patient toil, and rejoice in the spirit and power of Christian science, we must ourselves be true. There is but one way of doing good, and that is to do it. There is but one way of being good, and that is to be good. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number seven. Abide with me, fast breaks the morning light. Our day star rises, banishing all night. Thou art our strength, O truth that maketh free. We would unfailingly abide in thee. Hymn number seven.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people from all over the globe have found our church, have found God's healing and inspiring word, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I'd like to point out an article that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, Hindrances to Healing. It was written by the Reverend G.A. Kratzer, and it's a very instructive article, and I highly recommend it. Join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. We have a teleconference feature that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which enables those students who don't live in the area to attend our Sunday school, and many of our students do just that. What that means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and our teachers there would be more than happy to welcome your child. A couple more announcements before we go on. We're going to have a meeting of our members on Thursday, January 25th. It starts at 8 p.m. So for those of you who have joined us in membership, uh, mark that date, please, and plan on joining us at 8 p.m. Thursday, January 25th for our meeting. We will be having our next Bible study on the following Saturday, January 27th. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. So for everyone, please mark your calendar for that date. We're going to have a lively Bible dis discussion, as we always do. That's Saturday, January 27th, 10 a.m. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who, who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But keep in mind also that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So we kindly ask that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for those very wonderful and thought-provoking readings tonight. Tonight, I would like to express my gratitude on several different fronts. First, for the instruction from Plainfield that prompted me to begin reading biographies of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. These biographies are so inspiring and instructive. The one I'm currently reading, 12 Years with Mary Baker Eddy, by Irving Tomlinson, paints such vivid pictures of a supremely loving Mrs. Eddy that one can often be brought to tears. I am also deeply grateful tonight for the watch booklets put out by Plainfield and available on the Plainfield site. The weather report for my area was very daunting this week with reports of very high winds and flooding for last night and today. The watch booklet on weather gave so many wonderful truths to work with in regard to the weather. It was very comforting and powerful. I was so grateful to have this powerful prose to work with throughout the night. There were some gusts of wind and some rain, but all was well, and I'm very happy to report that there were sunny skies this morning and not the destructive weather that was called for. Lastly, I would like to express my gratitude, as always, for the wonderful Plainfield website and all of the gems of truth that it holds. After listening to the wonderful reading of I Am by Martha Wilcox several times in the night, I had a call this morning from a family member asking that I pray for him. These truths I had been working with in the night were so apropos to the seeming situation at hand and they were like the smooth, polished stones that David used on the formidable Goliath. So as you can see, there isn't enough gratitude in the world, or even words, to say how deeply thankful I am for this wonderful science, for Mrs. Eddy's endless sacrifices to give us this science, and for Christ Jesus and all that he taught us about our all-powerful God. Thank you so much, and good night. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. I'm so happy for finding the Plainfield Christian Science Church and learning how Christian science is a way of life, a peaceful, loving, fearless way of life. When I found Plainfield on YouTube, I was at one of the lowest points of my life. I was in the middle of a very stressful long-distance move, along with health troubles in the family. As I was unpacking from our move to Mississippi from New Jersey, one of the first items I unpacked was they were two science and health textbooks. 
at the time in New Jersey when I was packing, I remember thinking of them as extra items to pack. The only reason I didn't donate them to the Goodwill was out of respect for my mother, who left them at her house throughout the years. But now as I was unpacking them, first one, then the other, I realized this was a sign from God. I began reading Signs and Health, then looked on YouTube for more literature. That's when I found Oneness by Bicknell Young and Body by Martha Wilcox. I wasn't aware of the division between the Boston Church and the Plainfield Independent Church. I never heard of the Plainfield Church, even though for five years I lived less than 30 miles from it. Listening to these articles were very inspiring to me. However, I continued to decline mentally and physically to the point where I had no energy or desire to get out of bed. I finally called a Plainfield practitioner, hoping she would pray for me so I could get better. I'll never forget how surprised I was when she said she didn't have a magic wand that could be waved for me to instantly get better. This is something I needed to do for myself. She taught me that Christian science is not about healing all your problems so you can return back to a mundane existence in the mortal human world. Instead, it is about learning who you really are and living life as God's manifestation. Over time, as I talked with her, I stopped paying attention to myself and my physical aches and pains and emotional issues, but began to understand my purpose, the importance of praying without ceasing to love people, see them as God's ideas, and listen to God all time. As time went on, I became so excited every week to learn so much from the roundtable discussions and join in on Wednesday night to learn from all the beautiful testimonies about how people use every day Christian science and for everything. I began joining in the uni watches to pray for our world. As a result of these experiences, I'm so much happier and in a much better place, both emotionally and physically. I've had countless physical healings for myself, family members, and my animals, along with other healings such as problematic neighbors or trouble at work. I continue to work on staying in God's house and not getting caught up in surplus or negative thinking. I'm so happy for all that I'm learning. I'm very thankful to my practitioner for all her patience, love, and support. I'm very grateful to God, to Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy. I'm grateful for, to all the workers at Plainfield for putting Christian science out to everyone in the world for when they are ready. I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. And thank you to Craig for the beautiful reading. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Before the holy season of Christmas becomes a memory, I would like to express my gratitude for what Mrs. Eddy has revealed to us about the true Christmas of the Christ as well as the teachings here at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. The Bethlehem Star is now prominent in my celebration, as well as those dear shepherds running to find Jesus, and then the three wise men traveling all that way from Greece, India, and Egypt to honor the new king of Israel by following that wondrous star. This all has a new meaning 
and love for me. To follow the ideas of Mrs. Eddy. To be quiet, watchful, and prayerful. The Christmas Eve candlelight service here was the crowning glory, sending peace on earth, goodwill to men, sending the Christ love to all the world. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be here tonight. And um, um, just a wonderful feeling, really. Um, three, three days ago, I would say three nights ago, um, my son woke up in the middle of the night and he was crying. So I went to his room and asked him what, and he pointed to the back of his ear and he told me that it was hurting him. And um, I look at it, he was actually right. It was swelling, and which was very surprising because before he, he went to bed, he never complained about any pain. And we were, my wife and I, we were wondering where, what had happened to him and what causes this swelling. And he couldn't go back to sleep. He was really in great pain. And it was very late at night. So I comfort him. And he still calm. Then I told him that he would go back to sleep and I would pray to I would pray for him. And he was very receptive. Then he lied down and I told him that God loved him. And and I always know that God never left his, his side or any, any of his children's side. And I told him that God will keep him in his loving arms, arms tonight. And that God will give him perfect peace. And he nodded his head. And I told him that he will sleep peaceful tonight. And when he wake up in the morning, the pain will be no more. He said, okay. And he... He was very receptive um, to the truth. Then he lied down peacefully, and his mom was laying down there with him. And he never cried again. When he woke up in the morning, the swelling was completely gone, like it was never there before to begin with, which, which is true. And he was happy again as ever. And I was so thankful to God for the quick healing. For we, well, he has always been to us. Father, Mother God, he, he always been to us and to every child, everywhere. I'm so grateful for what I'm learning in this church. And also, another thing, I, another blessing that I received this week, another assurance of, you know, God telling us that he is there with us, he's always caring for us. Um, that, that was just two days ago as I was driving home. And um, I drove into the driveway and there was this uh, 
music that I always love playing. It's one of my favorite music. I'm so some of I'm sure some of you have have heard the music it's from um, Elevation Worship and uh, Maverick City. It's called Jire. I'm sure a lot of people have heard it. It's very popular, really. And I was listening to the song, and I drove into my driveway, and uh, I didn't want to go in the house. I want to listen to the end. And the song was talking about the message in the Bible that says, if God dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? He goes on to say, if God watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? And it's just a wonderful song. I can't get enough of it. I couldn't. And I was listening to it and just thinking through what the message was telling me. And right in front of me, the bushes right there, close to the driveway, as I was looking at the bushes, these sparrows started descending on the bushes. Must be more than 15 of them. I couldn't even count. And they started deciding as the music was talking about the sparrows, and there come the sparrows descending on these bushes, resting there, listening to me. As I was listening to God telling me about them, it was as if they were also listening to the music as well. It was just a pleasant moment. And um, another blessing, I said, that God cares for us. If I'm having any doubts, that was complete reassurance that God never left our side, never stopped caring for us. Wherever you are, God loves you. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and to be learning Christian science here. And thinking about the title of tonight's readings being where Mary Baker Eddy spoke of God's tender relationship to his spiritual creation. Uh, thank you for that, Craig. Uh, this had me remembering how life felt before coming to Plainfield. Back then, because I didn't know anything about God or Christian science, I felt that life was rather hostile towards me. It seemed like anything I attempted backfired and on me, and anyone I aligned myself with would eventually cast me out. But then God brought me here, and in learning Christian science and in working with my practitioner regularly, I started to understand the point of listening for divine inspiration to make sure I was being led rightly by God instead of allowing human imagination and false hopes to drive me astray. I also learned that God will place us where we are needed, and no person can kick us out of God's house. What a wonderful daily blessing it is to be learning to live Christian science here so that I can truly feel that tender relationship with God. Thank you. And uh, now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, everyone. I'm so grateful for everything that we are learning at this beautiful, pure, independent Christian Science Church. 
My husband and I recently got a bit dressed up and went to a rather posh restaurant for dinner one night. As we were eating, a toddler on a table behind us started crying very loudly. We both noticed people getting angry about this and a rather assertive waiter pointedly asked the parents if there was anything wrong. I heard one of the parents mumble something and felt quite sorry for this lovely couple who were obviously feeling a little uncomfortable. So I silently prayed, God is with you, dear little one. You are happy and peaceful and sweet and loving and can only feel God's love all around you. Within about 30 seconds, the crying stopped. My husband smiled at me as we could see the calming effect of this simple prayer on this dear little toddler. Throughout the meal, this occurred four or five times. The little one would cry. I would close my eyes and pray God's loving peace, and the crying would stop, and everything around felt very peaceful and loving. I couldn't see because I was facing the other way, but my husband started smiling as he looked over my shoulder. I took a quick peek behind me and I saw a joyous little face and hands covered with spaghetti sauce and waving at us both. So we both laughed and talked about God's beautiful love. When we left at the end of the meal, this little one swung around in his high chair and looked straight at us both and screamed out, hi, and bye. (laughs) The parents laughed. We both laughed. We all laughed. In thinking this through later on, I felt so grateful that this dear little toddler had obviously felt the love in the prayer and responded immediately. I couldn't help but think of the watch workers at this church and really tonight to thank the watch workers, past, present and future. Thank you all so much. There is so much good prayer going out from this church and I have seen this prayer achieve real things in the world, from the Weather Committee's priceless work to the many powerful and targeted Unity Watch prayers and daily watches and the watch booklets to work for ourselves and for the whole world. I'm so very grateful that we are taught here not to sin, not to engage in that hidden sin of hateful thoughts towards anyone, but only to love everyone who comes into our experience. I still have work to do to refine this and always do this work perfectly, but I am so grateful for this teaching because I used to be one of those angry ones in my thought and I would take myself out of the kingdom every time I did that. I am so sorry to God for doing that in the past and I am so grateful that we are taught here to actively love all people and to hear this little one's voice ring out, hi and bye, was just the most glorious little ringing of bells in my ear. I'm so grateful to have found this beautiful church. I'm so grateful that we are not lukewarm here. We are all in for God in Christian science because that is the only way to be. So thank you to our forever leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for showing us how to fulfill the words of Christ Jesus when he said, quote, What I say to you, I say to all, watch. Thank you, God for giving divine science to humanity in a way that we can understand and use. Thank you to our holy practitioners and teachers. Thank you to our watch workers. And thank you all so much and so much love to you all. 
And now we have a testimony from Maria in Catalonia. Dear brothers and sisters of Plainfield, my life has been deeply shaken and it is still since I found Plainfield some years ago. Thanks to the prayers of my practitioner supporting my honest desire to come back home to the Father's house, I am finding the way to the upper chamber, the one consciousness where only goodness and love reigns. I can see that God is in the will of my life in many ways, even in the midst of much turmoil. Although the way is racked, today my heart feels so grateful and amazed at the response to my call for rain to the weather committee in Plainfield three weeks ago, that I can only give my testimony of gratitude while going the rugged way. I sent at mid-December a request to the weather committee through Jeremy to ask prayers for rain to end the drought that was suffering my country, Catalonia. I felt, after listening in some round tables, and especially the testimony of the sister in Africa about the rain that fell in her country, thanks to the prayers of the watchful members of the, mem of the weather committee, that I could also ask. They, immediately responding, sending me some of the prayers they were using. They were using. The beautiful hymn 224, and quote, Love's rain blesses, and A.M. cannot interrupt it, end quote. The skies continued, continued clear blue until the 6th of January, the Epiphany Day. That night, a brief and gentle rain fell. I let the committee know the blessing that this rain meant and kept asking their prayers. And this night, the rain came again, gentle and little, but steady. This rain that in Catalonia we call la shimshim is a blessing for the earth, the trees, and all nature. I only can express my deep gratitude and marvel at what the conscious unity with God good can do. This has given me a boost to keep on praying and trusting with all my heart that the kingdom of God is here now. We have only to recognize it be grateful and negate our mortal self, so God can manifest him herself through the Christ in us in all his glory. Thanks to our God of love, to Jesus the Christ, our way shower, to Miss Eddie for bringing to us this science, to my practitioner, for her patience and consecration, 
and to all of you for, for your faithfulness and presence. God bless you all. Que Deu us beneixi. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. Uh, tonight I wanted to share something that happened uh, on Christmas Eve, actually. Uh, so I needed to drive a few hours away to pick someone up and bring them home for Christmas. Uh, recently I'd been listening to and working with the wonderful chapter Working in Truth from Dominion Within by Reverend Kratzer, read very wonderfully by Bruce Singletary. It was highlighted, I think, in one of the daily emails. This has been so helpful to me, and I was determined to continue working in truth throughout Christmas and so all the way through this journey. It was a real joy to get behind the wheel and set off knowing that I had a few hours with nothing to do except concentrate on the road and on my thought. The drive was really enjoyable and the roads were nowhere nearly as busy as had been predicted. When I was about an hour from my destination, the weather suddenly turned. We had seemingly constant heavy rain here for pretty much the whole of November and December, and so it was no surprise when I drove into a rain shower. The rain became incredibly heavy. The windscreen wipers could not keep up, but although I slowed down to an appropriate speed and did all the right things, I kept myself in what Reverend Kratzer describes as this active realisation of peace, joy in good and power. And it actually started to feel a bit weird. I was all alone in the fast lane. There was quite a bit of traffic on the motorway, the freeway, but no one at all joined me in the fast lane. So I had this amazing clear run of road ahead and although the rain was absolutely belting down, I just kept steadily going forward. My, my thought absolutely focused and completely free of the other vehicles altogether in the other two lanes, braking and speeding up, braking and speeding up. I just kept steady, the same speed the whole time. I actually started to wonder if maybe they all knew something that I didn't. <laughs> After a while, the rain stopped and I gave great thanks for the protection that all of us on the road had received. The rest of my journey was completely uneventful. I picked up my friend and we had a very enjoyable journey back. Since this journey, I've often thought back to that strange feeling of being held in perfect peace and security and have felt very grateful to God for this protection and the reminder it gave me of the amazing power that I am just scratching the surface of knowing. A huge thanks to Reverend Kratzer for his wonderful book, to Bruce for the reading, and to whoever decided to highlight this amazing chapter. I don't always click on the links, but I was very glad I clicked on this one. Thank you very much for this wonderful service tonight, and much love to all of you. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Hey, this is Lenny. 
Um, thank you, Craig, for the lovely readings tonight. Um, I was thinking tonight about the fact that you know, no matter where you are um, or what's going on, there are always opportunities to express love and joy and goodwill to the people that you know come into our lives. Um, today, I had a really lovely conversation with the cashier at the oil change company this morning where I was waiting on my car. Uh, we had struck up a conversation that had eventually turned to the topic of kind of what's been going on in the world and how it just seems that everyone's kind of on edge and at each other's throats. And we both started sharing ideas about, you know, the antidote for these problems. And I actually shared with her how I've been taught the importance of gratitude and how we need to really um, train ourselves to consciously look for and acknowledge the good that's all around and to keep looking for it so that we don't get fooled into just tracking and hanging on to everything that isn't good. And I mentioned to her my gratitude list, how I like to write down kind of every big and little thing of good that happens uh, on a daily basis and credit back to God. So she really liked that idea, and she started mentioning to me all the things that she was grateful for each day when she was coming into work and about the, you know, the beautiful area that we live. So it was just a really nice conversation. And we both left at the end, just feeling um, so blessed and, and glad for the fact that we'd met each other and had a chance to converse. Um, our conversation today also reminded me of an experience I had with my husband a number of years ago. Uh, we were out running errands and doing some shopping and stuff, and we were in a store where we needed some help from a salesperson to do something for us. And the girl who was helping us did not seem at all interested in being helpful, um, and her attitude was kind of um, uh, oddly uh, unfriendly, and just she seemed very put out that you know we were asking her for help. And I remember that the first instinct was to get pretty bristly at the attitude, and, and you know the temptation was to react negatively to it. But I remember thinking, no, I'm not going down that road. I'm not, that's not her identity. I'm not going to acknowledge this. I'm not going to acknowledge something ungodlike, and I'm not going to accept that about her, the situation. Um, so he was praying along those lines and because she'd gone into a back room to get what we needed, we read a minute to work like this. And I know Tony and I'd had the same thought. Well, when she turns back up with the item, it was it was like a new person actually showed up. She was cheerful, um, kind, just more engaging. And we had a nice conversation with her as things got wrapped up. And it was just a complete about face. And it was so amazing to see. We were so grateful to, to see that and grateful that we hadn't succumbed to this temptation to just accept that initial picture or even worse, to just go down that road of reacting to it. I remember in The Chosen when Jesus had to go to defuse that problem in Decapolis that, that the city was having after uh, Andrew and Philip unwittingly got everybody all riled up. And, you know, he was in obviously a bigger situation, but it was the same kind of thing where, you know, those, these taunts and the, you know, everybody was bristling up and even getting bristly with him, but he didn't react to it. You know, he, he addressed that situation with love and he never once reacted to what the, these things that were coming at him. And it reminds me of one of my favorite things that Jesus actually says in the Bible, where he says, the prince of this world cometh and findeth nothing in me. And I just love that. It's just, it's such a lesson on, you know, these things come to us and we are not to react to them. We are not to go down that road and get sucked in. Um, instead, we have to overcome that. And when we do, 
that's when we're able to reflect God's healing power and bring that into the situation. So I'm just, I'm so very grateful for the teachings of Jesus um, and how beautifully they're elucidated by Mrs. Eddy. Um, these teachings that help us master the propensities that she references in science and health and, and to resist the tendency to react to the prince of this world that tries to come to us. I'm very grateful, too, for how this is taught and how this is emphasized here at Plainfield and by our practitioners and everyone who leads our roundtables. Um, and I'm just very grateful to be here tonight and to listen to all these amazing testimonies tonight. And um, have a great evening, everyone. <clears throat> Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I'm very grateful for all I'm learning at Plainfield about true Christian science and also the fact of how practical it is throughout our day. I'm grateful that Mrs. Eddy stressed the importance of dominion over the weather, which I never knew before being introduced to Christian science. In recent days, we've experienced very high winds with rain and snow. My practitioner said, God, God is the weather. Since God only signifies good, therefore there is no destruction. For this truth, I am so very, very grateful. I'm very grateful to my practitioner as forever. And thank you so much for tonight's reading. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for those selections. Very beautiful. Thanks very much. And thanks every, to everyone who has given testimony tonight, all praising God for his glory only. I have a letter from someone who found us not too long ago and is grateful for actually living what she's learning. She says, I'm writing this letter to express my gratitude to you and Plainfield Church Independent for your love, commitment, and dedication to sharing the message of divine science to mankind. I am especially grateful for your support and guidance in sharing with me the daily online calendar readings and the other CS articles you suggested. Also, the roundtable discussion and Wednesday testimonial meetings have greatly enlightened and been an eye-opener for me. Because of your prayers and lovingly pointing out to me that God, love, is the only presence and power. And as a child of God, I am the reflection of this presence and power of love. I have learned that I have to acknowledge this as the truth in my daily living and affairs. As a result of my daily acknowledging of this truth of love in my consciousness, I recently noticed that I was reacting differently to situations that were coming up, or should I say not reacting to situations as I did in the past. One of these situations was working on my computer, and when I tried to close the window, the screen became white. I didn't react. I sat closed, I just closed the computer. I didn't turn it on until the next day. Now the screen was blinking on and off. Again, not reacting, I turned it off and called the computer person. He returned my call and he asked me to turn the computer on while he was on the phone. 
I did, and the screen came back perfectly. I realized that I had remained calm through it all. This was a demonstration that showed me that if I keep my awareness of God's love, it outpictures harmoniously. Also, I have to steadfastly keep in my awareness that only perfection is present as my body. Most importantly, with your help, I am effortlessly doing things I need to do and not reacting, but acting more in the realization that love is right here with me, showing me the way. Thank you so much and with so much love. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. And thank you again and again, Mrs. Eddie, for this eye-opening and change of life truth that you've given the world. So grateful to be here. Thank you, God. Thank you, uh, Christ Jesus, of course. And thanks for everyone who is doing their best to live this truth. Thank you. Gary. Uh, several years ago, um, Mrs. Evans, our teacher and beloved practitioner, when she was with us, would often give a, a short sermon at the end of each of the Sunday services. And she did that for a few years. And uh, those sermons are now compiled in a book, I believe entitled Sermons and Articles, uh, by Doris W. Evans, which we publish and is for sale. <clears throat> but um, out of all of the hundreds of sermons that she gave, th there's one that I particularly remember. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's kind of humorous and it's an interesting story and I'd like to give it. Um, the sermon was all about the importance of being diligent. And uh, she went on to say that uh, being diligent is doing the best that we can each day. And I remember thinking, well, this is interesting. I don't have to listen to this because I think I'm the most diligent person that I know. And then there was this loud voice in my mind saying, pay attention. You need to hear this. <laughs> and I thought, whoa. Okay, um, so I, uh, I knew that was God speaking to me, so I paid attention. And as the sermon went along, um, I realized, well, yes, I am very diligent about some things, about my work, taking care of my home, my family, friends, but there were a few things that just weren't going very well in my life. And um, I realized I wasn't as diligent about the things of God as I could be. And maybe God was telling me something here. Um, no, I wasn't as diligent as I should about studying science and health. Uh, this, uh, Christian science, this wonderful science we've been given. I wasn't as diligent about asking God 
what to do every minute of every day and how to do the things that he actually wanted me to do. I wasn't that diligent about those things. And then I thought, um, you know, Jesus told us that uh, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I thought, hmm, where is my heart? What do I treasure? And yes, I was treasuring some things that weren't spiritual, that weren't godlike. And that wasn't so good either. So it was an eye-opening experience for me. The sermon itself didn't last more than seven or eight minutes. But it was a very important seven or eight minutes to me. Because after that, I realized I needed to work at being more diligent about the things of God. I needed to pay more attention to God. I needed to study the science that he gave to us through Mary Baker Eddy that leads to the truth. And what could be more valuable or important than that? Well, I found that when I worked harder to be more diligent about the things of God, everything else in my life started to fall into place much better. Things took care of themselves much better. And I felt it was a step forward in getting closer to God and living a better life all around. So I'm very grateful for that sermon. I'm very grateful for everything that I have been learning in this church for the many years that I've been here. Uh, very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us, discovering this science and giving it to us. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, for his example, um, a tremendous example uh, that we should all be aspiring to. And I'm very grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number two. A glorious day is dawning, and o'er the waking earth, the heralds of the morning are springing into birth. In dark and hidden places, there shines the blessed light. The beam of truth displaces the darkness of the night. Hymn number two.